Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's. days into the new year and it is freezing here in Atlanta literally it's probably about 32 degrees couldn't wear my Ugg boots this morning because uh, those are sub uh, freezing conditions that I need to wear those but listen um, I hope you are ready for some exciting and and knowledgeable information financial information this morning Um, we are going to be talking about all types of cool things so if you're looking at retiring uh, this year or know someone who's retiring this year you want to wake them up you want to make sure you share the show with them go ahead and give them a call tell them to watch so if you're 10 years out from retiring five years out from retiring a year if you're retiring this year or three months from now i'm going to give you tips on things that you need to do and then we're going to discuss some debt crushing strategies um you know if you have a lot of debt or you have debt and you're looking at ways of getting rid of it eradicating it we're going to talk about different methods that you can use based on your personality type to get rid of that debt and then um also the one of the things that always happens every new year is taxes right taxes go up um our deductions uh we get different deductions, things of that nature. So I'll be telling you the things that you need to think about or know about for 2020 as far as uh, the new tax law. And then we're going to have some budget busters that you need to be leery of uh, this year. Okay, there are things that we do every day, every week that can totally blow up our budget. So I'll be telling you some of those things that you need to look for. And then most importantly, I'll be talking about New Year's resolutions and why from a financial standpoint, I am adamantly against it. So if you have any comments, any questions, uh, go ahead and drop it in the comment section. Um, you can listen to the show if you're like heading out the door. You can uh, on your phone. You can just go to tune in. Uh, you can look for Sensation Station Network, and you can listen to the show when you're on your way to brunch, on your way to church, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, while you're sitting in traffic. Um, and then also, if you are on Facebook, you can watch us live the show, live stream of the show um, on um, SS uh, Sensation Station Network. You just go from Facebook, go to Sensation Station Network, hit. Live like and then you can see the show it should pop up right there um and then you can also listen to the show at ssnatl.com that's right we've got a great oh my gosh i'm so excited about all this stuff that's happening this year um more importantly um i guess our country is in the middle of a pre-war so there are going to be some things that you need to be thinking about and stuff that you need to do with your budget um, and your money to make your, make sure that you're prepared for what may happen if our country ends up in a, I think it's a third war, because I believe we're in Iraq. That's not really a war. We're in Afghanistan. That's a quasi-war. And then we just bombed somebody in um, Iran or an Iranian in Iraq, which is going to cause all types of problems. And we may be feeling it uh, at the at the gas pumps <laughs> this year as a result of it. So you definitely want to come back and, and tune in for that. Um, and, then, and if you have have any questions we got a question earlier today uh, from a young person that wanted to know why is it that homes cost more in certain neighborhoods so I'll be breaking down that question as to why are some homes worth 1.5 million in one neighborhood but only 600,000 say in another neighborhood so I'll address that when we come back on financial renaissance with the M's
are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are listening to us live on SSNATL.com. You can also go to SensationStationNetwork.com and listen to the show. And again, you can go to Facebook.com backslash not dumbed down and you can watch what's happening live in the studio and if you are watching live on my my facebook stream you can go ahead and jump over to the sensation station network page or my emma knows money page and you can watch the show as well and if you're traveling you can just do the tune in app on your phone or your device and you can listen to the show if you have questions or comments and you don't want them on social media you can go ahead and text us at 678-613-5857 and now it's time for my favorite one of my favorite parts of the show my top five news stories of the week all right jp morgan chase is planning to ban uh fintech apps from using customer passwords to access your your bank account so what are um fintech apps so think about the financial simplicity apps that you use things like mint um there's a whole acorn there's a whole bunch of apps that will take everything that you have it'll show you your net worth it'll show you you know all the bank accounts you have your 401ks all your retirement accounts it'll show you you know all the investment accounts that you have everything in one consolidated place so that you can see what your net worth is well chase bank is saying that hey maybe we shouldn't be you know logging in with our username and passwords on these sites um not all of them. Some of them are protected. But again, we as humans, uh, we don't really read all the privacy stuff. So um, about four years ago, uh, Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, voiced his concerns about using third party um, financial stuff for selling. They think that they're going to be maybe selling or trading customer information in ways that we may not fully understand. Again, it's because we don't you know, read privacy statements. So what he is looking at doing is using using tokens. So You'll have to log into a site, um, then you'll have something on your phone, it'll ask for a token, and that way you can authenticate. So I think that that's a win for us, the consumers, and we're going to see a lot of other banks and um, other financial institutions doing the same exact thing. So be on the lookout for that. All right, uh, second up is the United States consumer confidence actually dipped in December. That's right. Um, this past Tuesday, the conference board um, notified us that consumer confidence declined more marginally in December following a slight improvement this past November. Uh, while consumers' assessment of current conditions improved, they're saying that our expectations have declined because of the softening of their short-term outlook regarding jobs and financial prospects. So even though the economy is going gangbusters, we the people don't see signs of growth. We don't see, um, we don't think that we're going to make more as far as um, uh, <laughs> salaries are concerned, uh, things of that nature. So we're, we're softening up a little bit on, cons on um, what we're planning on doing with uh, spending. Um, consumer outlook on the job market is also uh, soured slightly uh, because people are expecting fewer jobs and also lower incomes but then on the on business the business side it looks like uh, consumers think that we're going to have a positive outlook from uh, business conditions overall at a, as a whole now this is amazing um last week uh a bipartisan act actually got signed by our president. That is not going to be happening often, but they signed into, into law the SECURE Act. And SECURE Act stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. And this bill, I'm going to be doing um, a segment on the show about it in the future, but what it's, it's geared up to do is to make sure that people that work at companies that don't offer retirement plans like 401ks and things like that will have that accessible to them. So whether you work for a company that offers 
offers a 401k or does not, you'll be able to, um, to have a retirement plan. The other thing that's happening with the SECURE Act is uh, required minimum distributions, which is something that you have to pull out, um, monies that you have to pull out of your retirement accounts, your IRAs or your 401ks once you turn 70 and a half. Well, guess what, people? That age has been increased to 72. That's right. Thank you, government, for giving us another year and a half to pull that money out. Um, now, if you did turn 70 and a half in 2019, you still have to pull out the money. Um, you still have to go by the old laws. The thing that is going to hurt us is going to be stretch IRAs. Those are gone. And if you have questions about that, just go ahead and call my office. But like I said, I will be talking about this a little bit more. Uh, the other thing that's happening in the news is Amazon is going to be firing any employee that criticizes them uh, having to do with climate change and things like that. And this is something that we all need to be thinking about. First Amendment rights do not come into place when you work for a private employer. So if you want to protest against things that your company are, is doing, start in the inside, or why don't you just write a little letter to a journalist and let them do an expose. But be careful, if you talk about your company, your First Amendment rights, um, they have the right to fire you just like you have the right to say what you wanna say. So keep that in mind before you go out and do something um, that you can't afford to do. So be very careful with that. And then lastly, um, I did speak about um, gas prices. And as stuff continues to happen with us in Iran and Iraq, uh, the S&P, we started the week off like with the boom. All the markets were up. We were hitting all-time highs, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, after we uh, did that airstrike, uh, the S&P 500 was down, NASDAQ was down, um, the Dow Jones average was down, and even the 10-year Treasury yield uh, fell by about seven basis points. Um, so um, we're going to have to start uh, planning for higher gas prices in our budgets. Uh, crude oil prices are going to be going up. So if you work for a company that is impacted by the gasoline prices, talking about travel, hospitality, food services, things of that nature, um, be prepared and make sure that you are bundling up for a tighter budget because of the gas prices and our war with possible war with Iran or Iraq. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, uh, we're going to be talking about some debt crushing strategies and my M&O's money. All right. So before the break, um, I had discussed how I think that January is one of the worst times for uh, financial resolutions. And here's why. Um, so coming off of the holiday season, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the month of December. And December is one of those months with, if, depending on where you are in the world or where you are in the, in the country, if you're in the northern hemisphere or in the southern, you know, in the northern states, it gets darker a lot faster. So December is one of those months where we have the least amount of uh, sunlight. And when we have the least amount of sunlight, we're not always feeling our best. We kind of want to be at home. Um, we're not as, as, as um, innovative. We're not really thinking about doing new things. We're just thinking about kind of hunkering down. So on top of the, the weather, the sunlight, amount of sunlight that we get, and then coming off the holidays and the amounts of monies that we're spending, January isn't always the best time to start New Year's resolutions money-wise. Like, go ahead and do whatever you want to do when it comes to working out, diet, blah, 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 you know, have at it, kill it. 
But in, the reality is, in January, you should just update your budget. You know, there's certain things that you're supposed to do in the month of January, like increase your 401ks. That should be happening automatically at your job. But if it's not, um, you know, it should automatically increase by about 1%. If it's not, increase it by the amount that you got a raise. So if you got a 3% raise, go ahead and bump up your 401k to 3% unless you're already maxing it out. If you are maxing it out, then you need to call me. Uh, you need to be putting that money in another place to make sure that you're still keeping up with um, the amount of money that you're supposed to be saving for retirement. Now, in addition to um, um, January being bad from that standpoint, um, you also have to think about um, when you're when you're doing stuff from a financial standpoint, you don't have all the numbers that you need come January. So we're just five days into the new year. Sometimes some of the stuff, let's say we returned a bunch of stuff. Sometimes, you know, when you return stuff during the holidays, it may not show up back into your account for maybe one day to three days to five days, depending on the store, et cetera. So you still may not have all the numbers from December for you to kind of prepare for the new year. So if you're looking at doing a budget, right, go ahead and start with um, October, November, and December. Uh, average those um, look at that and, and do your budget because those are the three most expensive months typically of the year and go with that as a template for now but then come March April we'll go back and then we'll kind of fine-tune things kind of after tax season things of that nature but for right now let's talk about some debt crushing um, strategies some things that you can do to pay off debt now I know when you're thinking about paying off debt there's a lot of ways to pay it down there's two different types there's what they call a snowball um, or an avalanche and the snowball is the one where you just just kind of pick this one with the, the debt that you have. Let's say we're talking about credit card debt with the smallest balance. You don't think about interest rates. You just go after that smallest balance because you need that win faster. And so you have to think about you as a person. You know, are you a person that, you know, um, you need that win, you know, that immediate gratification in order to do things right? Then if that's the case, snowballing is definitely going to be for you. Now, the avalanche one is where you go after the debt that you have with the highest interest interest rate and then you start paying stuff down. It may take a little while for you to get that first win, but again, it depends on your personality. Now, there's also a combo of uh, the um, the snowball and the avalanche. We're going to call that the blizzard, and that's doing a combination. Maybe you do snowball for the first, the first uh, credit card that you have. Let's say you've got a $500 balance. Pay that one off fast so you get that first win, and then go after something with the, with the next highest interest rate. Um, just do things like that. And then for the most part, you really want to just make things personal for you. You've got to figure out a strategy that's going to work for you. And if you just type in, you know, use Google, go type in, um, you know, uh, debt reduction calculators, uh, things of that nature, and you'll be able to come up with something that makes the most sense for you. Make it personal, make it personal. Um, and then the other thing, uh, the very important thing that you're going to want to do is talk to your friends and family, right? Um, the reason why you want to talk to your friends and family about it and now the beginning of the year is the best time is to just say, hey, I'm looking at paying debt down. We all know that a recession may be coming. It may be this year, maybe next year, but we know that it's coming at some point and we want to be able to take advantage of any financial opportunities that are out there. 
In order to do that, you have to pay debt down. So tell your friends and family, hey, I'm focusing on paying down debt this year. Why do you have to tell friends and family? So that when you say, no, I can't go hang out and go have drinks after work, or you know, I can't go on this trip, or when people try to borrow money from you, which I highly advise against, unless you're charging them interest, but if people try to borrow money from you, you can let them know, I can't, I've been throwing all my money towards paying down my debts, right? And so one of the things that I want you to also do is don't take all of the extra money that you have and put it towards debt. Right. Uh, I know there's some people that, you know, they have a debt diet, like take all the money, extra money you have and put it on the debt. That doesn't make sense to me, because what if you what if there's an emergency? Right. So if you pay down all your if you take all your extra money and you put it uh, towards credit cards and then you have an emergency, what are you going to do? If you don't have money in savings, you're going to go back after that credit card and you're going to use it. So you still have to do a combination of the two and you have to figure it out uh, with yourself or you can call my office 404-633-9952 Greenwood Wealth Management and you can ask us to help you just kind of set things up so that you're paying off the right amount of debt, still saving for retirement and you're saving for an emergency or an opportunity. So you have to, you know, do a combination of all of those things. All right. Um, so one, one thing that uh, we're now in 2020, and one thing that you need to be careful of is abbreviating the year 20, right? So usually if it's uh, 2019, we'll write the date. Today is 1, 5, you know, 20. Do not do that. And the reason being is if you're doing that on checks and you just write 1, 5, 20, and that check is sitting around somewhere, next year uh, they'll be able to write in next to the 20, They'll be able to write in the year 21, 22, 23, and so on. So you want to be careful. Do not repeat. Do not abbreviate the 20 on the dates when you're writing it because it may come back next year or in following years, come back to bite you. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, uh, we're talking about budget busters and then what you need to be doing if you're planning on retiring this year. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. Thank you, Knowledge Seekers, for tuning in. And a thank you to the following Facebook groups, Black Business Owners Connected, Black Business Owners of Atlanta, and Black Women Business Owners and the Urban Entrepreneur Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Listen, if you want to follow me during the week, um, I can be I can on social media. You can find me at Twitter at Financial Ren at Emma Knows Money, and then also on Facebook and IG at Emma Knows Money and Financial Renaissance. And then on YouTube, you can do a search for Emma Knows Money and go ahead and click that subscribe button. All right, this segment of Emma Knows Money is brought to you by Greenwood Wealth Management, making Wall Street work harder for you. And while we're talking about Wall Street and working harder for you, let's talk about not working hard. Let's talk about retirement. All right, if you are planning on retiring this this year, uh, these are some of the things that you need to do. Number one, you need to test drive your budget. So if you're planning on retiring, when you're working, you have a budget and you just kind of live like you've been normally living. But if you're planning on retiring at the end of this year or next year, you need to start living on a fixed budget, meaning that you have to have your retirement budget already it's set up which is not going to be the same as the budget you had when you were working and you have to practice living on it and here's why most people blow up their retirement in about the first or second year because it's very difficult to go from being able to spend and do what you want to do while you're working to having to taper that down 
Okay, so if we end up being in a in a down year and you're not working with a certified financial planner, you don't want to kill your retirement because you made some mistakes in that first year. So some of the things you want to do, again, is it's kind of a dress rehearsal. You want to pretend that you are retired and live off that budget. That will also uh, give your family members uh, the also getting them in the mindset that you may or may not be able to do certain things. And then you want to look at consolidating um, if you've got a bunch of IRAs and a bunch of old 401ks and things like that, you want to talk to a certified financial planner because the rules are different for having an IRA from having a 401k and keeping the money in there when it comes to taking out um, uh, required minimum distribution. So you want to look at lowering some costs, you want to look for some consolidation, and you definitely want to have some clarity there. And then you want to get all of your appointments out <laughs> of the gate. So if you're still employed, you want to go ahead and go to the dentist. Definitely go to the dentist because Medicare does not cover dental and vision. That's right. So when you see old people walking around and they have teeth missing and things like that, it's because our current Medicare system does not cover dental and or vision. So go ahead and knock that out. And then if you're looking at work, wanting to work part time, um, you want to find something that's going to necessarily like kind of be in your lane. So if you are a uh, consultant or a contractor, look for some stuff that you can do kind of in the same vein. Um, the reason why I recommend people do this when they first start out in retirement, you know, you're going to have that honeymoon period where you're so happy that you don't have to do anything uh, every day. And that lasts about somewhere for six months. For some people, it may last a year for others but then after that you're going to struggle with your identity uh, most of us uh, all the relationships that we have the friends that we have a lot of those things come from the office and so when you're not going into the office anymore then what happens uh, the other thing that you can look at doing and you may want to start doing it now is volunteer uh, that way you have something to do uh, once you retire uh, but again make sure that you're you're checking in with HR so that you know all the rules of retirement you know if you're eligible for a pension things like that um, and then your job may want you to stick around or come back as a consultant. And that is, oh my gosh, then you can consult from anywhere. You don't even have to come in the office every single day. So you want to check with healthcare, find out if you're under 65. Um, you want to check with your job if you do retire, whether or not you'll be eligible for COBRA, how much that is going to be. For some of you, you may have to get a job to help pay for COBRA. <laughs> and then if you have a pension, if you're due one, you want to find out um, all of the uh, choices that you have available to you way before it's time for you to look at making those choices. So uh, for those of you that maybe have, have a pension eligible, you want to find out, is it, you know, 100% for just me? Will it be um, uh, rights of survivorship? Like if, if you pass away, will your spouse still get that same amount in retirement? If not, you want to know what those, what the differences are. They have a joint with survivorship, 100%, 50%, 75%. You want to know what all of that is. And then your, from your retirement savings plan, you definitely want to speak with a certified financial planner to figure out what is going to be the best way for your retirement income distribution strategies. You don't just start taking monies out of all of your accounts willy-nilly. There has to be a tax sensitive strategy to pulling money out. And then insurance. 
make sure that you're aware of all the insurances that you have at work and do you still need those to carry over into retirement okay and then it's time to check in with social security if you're looking at um, starting your social security if you're um, under your normal or your full retirement age you have to find out what's going to happen if you pull your social security early or do you need to wait till you're 66 or 67 or for some of you if you don't need the money do you want to wait until you're 70 years old so those are just some of the things that you're um, that you want to look at doing then if you want to downsize um, you may want to start fixing your house up okay if if you're looking at downsizing you have to do a lot of research on this because I'm finding now that a lot of people that want to downsize are not in a position to downsize so check in the area call a realtor find out if homes of your size are actually moving can you get them um, can you get it sold and if you can do you want to wait till you're retired or do you want to do it now while you're still working so that you can buy something else so you want to look at doing things like um, bathroom renovations you may want to look at replacing doorknobs um, you may want to look at re replacing your stair entrance um, um, if you're going to stay in your house and you're thinking about staying there for the long haul what about one of those chairlift thingies that go on your staircase I don't I think they move like one mile an hour um, but you may want to look at that or wider doorways um, that could be about $700 uh, chairlifts and then lowering kitchen appliances cabinets things like that like if you want to make your home um, uh, ready for you for the long term there's certain things that you may want to do to it so um, some other um, unexpected surprises that could happen during retirement that you should brace yourself for is going to be uh, major home repairs and upgrades that's usually 28 percent of people find that to be a setback okay when they there are unexpected upgrades and uh, repairs and then dental expenses 24% uh, of people surveyed said that they got caught flat-footed because they didn't understand how much it was going to cost uh, for new teeth and bridges and things like that so you definitely want to pay attention to things that could set you back like family emergencies illnesses prescriptions eyeglasses things of that nature all right if you have any questions again feel free to just drop your question in the comments section and we'll go ahead and answer that for you. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we're talking about budget busters and things that you can do if you're five years out from retirement as well. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. All right. Hey, listen, the information that I'm giving you today on the show, it has to do with starting the new year off right financially, right? Every year, every every new year, it's like a new beginning, right? It's a new birth. It's a new chance to start over. But with money, I don't want you making resolutions. What I want you to do is it's time to audit and just tighten up, uh, tighten up your budgets, tighten up your wallet, tighten up your expectations of what you're going to be doing with money. Money is seeds, right? You plant seeds and it grows and it harvests. And that's what we all want. We want that bountiful harvest so that we can buy another business, so that we can buy another property, so that we can retire at some point in our lives, right? So that's what these tips are about. So coming up, we are talking talking right now about the budgets and what you need to do for your budget um, so that you don't bust it up, right? So right now, um, there were 2,000 people surveyed, and based on the survey, it looks like consumers are overspending each year by almost 
$7,500. Think about that. That's a lot of money. What could you do with an extra $7,500? A whole lot if you weren't wasting it on other things. So 79% of, so 74% of the 2,000 people said that they actually have a budget. 80% of them don't follow it. So it doesn't make sense. If you have a budget, that's great. But if you're not tracking it, it, it it's not going to do you any good. So here are some of the things that messes up people's uh, weekly budgets. Number one is online shopping. The Amazon, the whatever it is. I'm not a shopper, so I have no idea what people go to to, <laughs> to do shopping online. Um, grocery shopping, subscription services. So this is another one. Go through your phones. Um, look at what comes in the mail. If you've got a bunch of magazines that are stacking up, stop it. If you have a bunch of subscriptions on your phone that you're not really um, utilizing, whether it's on your tablet, your phone, go ahead and cut that. Um, technology products. Again, if you don't need something new and improved for work-related, you know, do what you need first, what you want second. So in the beginning of the year, focus on what you need, but cut out any technology products that you don't need. Um, buying lunch every day. Um, if you are not, you know, swimming in cash, then you should be brown bagging it. You should be bringing your lunch. Uh, we bought our son an Instapot for Christmas so that he can start making lunch. He can make lunch and dinner all in one and, and, and save some money. Um, household essentials. You know, there are things if you walk into TJ Maxx or Home Goods or Target, I call those $100 stores. You see something that doesn't cost a lot of money and you buy it here, you buy it there before you know it. If you add all that stuff up through the course of the year, you spend a couple of thousand so if you don't, again, if you don't need it, don't buy it. Uh, coffee is also a budget buster, but I also look at that as a way of staying awake. Um, so uh, I'm a little torn on that one. Food delivery, which I can definitely see with the Uber Eats, the Yelp, what are the things, Grubhub, uh, all those food services places. It's easier if you just throw something in your Instapot. Um, for, I think it's a half hour to hour, throw a bunch of stuff in there, walk away, come back, and you've got food. Uh, gym memberships. A lot of you are going to be signing up for new gym memberships this month, and I tell you, don't do it. The gyms are the most crowded in the beginning of the year. Eh, about 20 days from now, it'll be empty again. So there may be, you know... Um, deals and discounts and things like that. But if you're not using your gym membership, let it go. And then entertainment, save those dollars. If you don't need to go see a movie, concert, things like that, you know, save that money and use that to pay down debt. But don't let a concert or a movie bust your budget. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we will have my New Year tax updates. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. It is the beginning first show of the year, and I am so excited. We got a lot of good stuff that we're going over today. Coming up on the show, we're going to have my By the Numbers, a new year tax update, um, and, and you know, just kind of getting into what you have to do if you're 10 years out from retirement, five years out from retirement, and then I may, if we have time, touch on what to do if you are three months away from retiring. Uh, but first, uh, I'm going to jump back into the SECURE Act because I got some questions about that. So uh, the SECURE Act is more than just a simple, hey, hope you can save more. What the SECURE Act has done, um, it's, it's opened up things for small business owners because business owners typically don't have the same retirement um, plans, same availability as everyone else. It's very expensive for small business owners to even set up a retirement plan. But here's what the uh, SECURE Act is doing. One, it is allowing uh, employees, it is allowing 
um, retirement plans to have annuities in them. And an annuity is really just a pension, okay? So it is going to also take the onus of being a fiduciary away from the business owner and putting it onto the insurance company. But what I will say to you about this is there's an upside to it and there's a downside to it. If you do not understand annuities, call and talk to a financial planner, a certified financial planner. You can go to letsmakeaplan.org if you're in the United States. Um, if you're in other countries, you'll have to uh, Google that <laughs> on your end. Um, and then the required minimum distribution age has gone up from 70 and a half to 72. So you will not have to, by law, pull money out of your IRA or 401k until age 72. Um, no more stretch IRAs. And a stretch IRA is if you pass away, and you uh, leave your IRA or your 401k to your spouse, it automatically goes to them. They don't have to take the money out until they retire. But if, you, if, if the money is left to a non-spouse, like a child, a friend, a niece, a nephew, a godchild, things like that, the old rules, they used to either be have to take it out immediately over a five-year period, or they could stretch it out over the course of their lives. Well, that is gone now. If you inherit an IRA or a 401k from someone who is not your spouse, you will now have 10 years, 10 years to take that money out. And that's going to be kind of a tax thing, depending on how much uh, you're inheriting. So you're definitely uh, going to want to make sure you're speaking to a CPA and a certified financial planner so that you understand the best strategies for pulling that money out for you. Um, the multiple employer plans for small businesses. So if you're a small business owner and you want to set up a retirement plan for your employees, you can now join forces with other small businesses, and they don't have to be in the same uh um, what do you call it, uh, in the same industry. So I'm a certified financial planner. If I wanted to start a retirement plan for my people with a construction company, I can now go ahead and do that. They're calling it multiple employer plans for small businesses. So I really, really like that. Um, they've also dropped the threshold for eligibility for retirement plans. So before you had to, you know, be full-time employee and work a thousand hours. Well, they've dropped it now. You don't have to be full-time, um, but you either have to have one full year um, with a thousand hours worked or three consecutive years with at least 500 hours worked each of those years in order to be eligible for retirement employer uh, retirement plans now and then they are uh, the government is giving tax credits for employers that automatically enroll workers into their retirement plans. So because of, since they started the automatic enrollment years ago, Americans have saved almost $30 billion in retirement plans because of the auto enrollment. And I think that's great. Um, another uh, thing that's going to be happening for smaller employers is a tax credit. Uh, the government is going to give you a tax credit to offset the startup cost for starting a 401k plan or a simple IRA. And starting a 401k plan for a small company can cost you about $1,500, okay? Also remember that it may cost you $1,500 to close that plan down. Uh, so remember that if you're starting a plan, make sure that, you know, the, you're going to have keep having employees there for a while or you're going to be uh, working and contributing to it. So it just, you know, that money just doesn't go, uh, go away. So those are just some of the things that are happening with the um, uh, with the SECURE Act. So if you have other questions, you can Google it. Uh, you can go on the government's website, et cetera. All right. So the, the government is saying, this is the National Center for Health Statistics. They're saying that our nation's general fertility rate, um, which is defined as the number of births 
per thousand women between the ages of 15 and 44 was just 59 births in 2018. So that is a low. Uh, that is a, the low in uh, for the last 110 years. So here's what I have to say about that. There's a lot of people who are pro-life, uh, pro-choice, blah blah blah, and you know the people that are pro-life don't want women having abortions, um, et cetera, et cetera. But what I have to say about that is if you if you want to see more newborns, start paying people higher wages. Uh, when when societies, when communities are making more money, they're okay with having more children. So in order for our country to continue to compete, we're going to have to have more kids. In order to have more kids, you have to have some more money. All right, China. The United States did something fantabulous last, last year uh, because of the trade war that we were having with China. U.S. manufacturers have moved uh, some of their supply chains away from China um, and went to Taiwan, South Korea. Um, in Taiwan, it's up 22%, the amount of manufacturing we're doing with them. Also, India, the amount of, um, of um, manufacturing that we moved over to India is up 12%. Uh, and South Korea, the number of uh, manufacturing stuff that we moved over to South Korea is also up 12%. So again, we're in a trade war, but we'll learn how to shift. Anytime you're presented with a new amount of challenges, you may have to find a new way to go about doing things. So if you're into manufacturing, if you're into importing stuff from other countries, you may want to look at Taiwan, India, and South Korea. All right, we're, we are almost even now uh, with China. So... The United States has 121 companies in the Fortune Global 500 rankings, okay? And China has 119 companies in the global, Fortune Global 500 rankings. Now, 20 years ago, uh, back in like 1999 or early 2000, uh, the United States had 181 companies and China only had five, okay? So China, in the last 20 years, China has caught up with us and they are and it's looking like they may actually surpass us within the next 20 years so we have to start making some changes drastically and dramatically now there's a lot going on in the country but we we have to come together and figure out how do we increase wages for our workers how do we do something about medical costs um and making sure that people get enough time off because with with that combination of those three things if you're overworking you're not getting enough time off you're not getting paid enough uh, it's a recipe for disaster and that's kind of where we are right now a lot of people are burnt out all right if you are Let's see, three months away from retiring. Um, here are some of the things that you are going to want to do. Um, again, just like the one year out, um, you're going to want to polish your elevator speech um, just in case you need a part-time job. You want to be able to tell people you know, what, it is, what it is that you have done. Um, if you're looking for a job and you've been working on the same job for a long time, it's kind of like dating. If you were in a long-term relationship or married and then you break up and get divorced, getting back into the dating world is a little awkward and weird because, you know, you don't know what to say, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same thing when it comes to interviewing for jobs, right? Even if it's a part-time job. So you want to get your elevator speech ready um, so that you can tell people what it is that you're good at, uh, what it is that you want to do, and just what is it that you aspire to do while you're retired. All right. Uh, coming up on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we have your New Year tax updates uh, as well as what's happening uh, with my market movers and losers. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. 
you are watching us live on Facebook at uh, Sensation Station Network or Facebook.com backslash Not Dumbed Down. You can also listen to us at SSNATL.com or SensationStationNetwork.com. You can also listen to us on the app called TuneIn. You can just um, type in Sensation Station Network and you can continue listening to the show while you're on your way to brunch or on your way to church. And if you have any questions, you can always text us at 678-613-5857 to join the resistance or the renaissance excuse me <laughs> no resisting no resisting all right so uh on today's show i am talking about the countdown to retirement right so if you are five years out uh from retiring here's some things that you need to uh ask yourself ask yourself i'm from new york so we say x <laughs> right uh ask yourself so the things that you want to do is make sure that you're attacking your debt because your income is higher now than it's going to be when you retire right um unless you get an inheritance but even still you you want to make sure that you get to keep all of that so you got to tighten that budget up so pay down as much debt as you possibly can and if if you if if at all possible, uh, set up payment schedules for stuff so that you can see when things are gonna be paid off and that goes with that whole snowballing or avalanching with your debt. You wanna make sure that you know when one thing gets paid off that what you were paying towards uh, you know, bill number one now goes towards bill number two. So um, then if you're five years out from retiring, you have to create a written budget, okay? There's no ands, if, or buts about it. A business cannot run without a budget. Okay, so your household cannot run without a budget if you want it to be successful. If you don't, continue doing things the way that you're doing. No harm, no foul to us. Um, and then you want to write your goals. Okay, this is a big one. And my family, we do it every year, although we're a little behind. Uh, you want to write your goals down. And I don't mean typing it into your little phones or your tablets or whatever. You want to write it down. If you write things down, it gets wired into your cabeza. And then face up to it. Take your goals that you have and put it in places where you can see it, okay? Uh, there was that show, what was it, Being Mary Jane? Where Being Mary Jane had these little post-it notes everywhere all over her house. Now, granted, she was a single woman. There weren't kids to rip it down or a husband to go or wife <laughs> to say, please stop cluttering uh, the bathroom with all these post-it notes. But you want to have your goals someplace where you can see it. So whether it pops up on your computer, you know, when you turn your computer on every morning or when you it's in your closet, you know, I keep my goals on my bathroom mirror <laughs> taped onto my bathroom mirror so that, you know, when I'm in the shower um, or when I come out of the shower and I'm fixing my hair, doing my face, the whole nine, I'm looking at what my goals are. So you definitely want to write the goals down. Then um, you also want to think about home improvements because, again, you may be thinking about moving. Um, if you are in a city and you don't like the city anymore, you have to start thinking about selling that house and going someplace else. So look at doing some cheap home improvements like repainting your cabinets, doing a mini bathroom makeover. So that could be things like fixed tank. Um, you know, the little fixtures to turn the hot water off and on. You may want to update that. The light fixtures may be from 20 years ago. You may want to spruce that up as well and then get a fresh landscaping. Now, getting a fresh landscaping, if you are have a green thumb and you're handy, go on out there and do it yourself. But if not, save some money. Start interviewing some landscaping companies and find out what it's going to cost to spruce up um, your outside. And then if you have a door, a red door, uh, paint it black. People are saying that red doors uh, it's hard to sell houses with red doors. Don't know why, but go ahead and paint it something uh, eye-catching. Um, 
I oh actually what I'm seeing is that homes with uh, black or charcoal gray front doors sell for sixty two hundred dollars more than the average house without those colors okay um, and then five years out figure out how not to get fired okay so I spoke earlier about Amazon and people protesting and speaking negatively about your company to the media uh, don't do that and don't do anything that's going to get yourself um, fired um, <clears throat> excuse me and then look at mapping out uh, the power structure of all the people that can actually help you um, continue to stay at your job right or um, <laughs> or help you move up at your job and just keep learning. Keep learning, mix up uh, generations, and first and foremost is be open to change. All right, this coming Wednesday, all right, this coming Wednesday, I want you to go to Sensation Station Network dot com or ssnatl.com i want you to listen to our new itl live podcast click on the iHeartRadio banner and that new episode should be there on wednesday and you can hear me talking about uh, some additional tips things that you can do for the year of 2020. and we are back with financial renaissance with the m's i am your host certified planner and on the nights and the weekends, I'm the defender of the middle class, the lower 99% of the country that's trying to figure out what the heck do we do with our money and how come those people get to live in those super big houses that are like 27,000 square feet? What do they do differently than, than, than we are? Um, so I have a question. A question came in uh, from a viewer. Uh, what is the best plan to repair credit? That's a great question. Best plan is to start with the basics. Um, uh, you're going to want to pull all of your credit reports, okay? You can get them for free, but you want to pull all of your credit reports, look at everything that you have, and the best way to repair credit, you know, I know that there are credit repair companies and things like that. I'm not familiar with them, so I don't know if they work. Um, I do know that if you're dealing with the, you know, three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, sometimes you yourself directly have to speak with them. So what I would do is look at if you if your credit is not where it needs to be, go ahead and come up with a strategy of taking care of that credit. So if the if you have a debt that has been sold to a debt collector, uh, you need to do the research to figure out whether or not it makes sense to pay them or to pay the company that you owed money to. Uh, by the time it goes to a debt collector, that debt has already been taken care of. Uh, it's going to be on your credit. So I would go ahead and Google that. But um, if you're going to, if you do have uh, bad credit, you want to go ahead and start saving money, start paying down some of that debt and come up with an, an effective strategy. So you can definitely call my office so that we can talk about this a little bit more at 404-633-9952. All right. Um, the last segment I was talking about things to do if you're five years away from retirement, but here are five things not to do if you're about five years away from retirement. And these are seven deadly splurges. Okay. Uh, number one is buying a luxury automobile. Now you may say to yourself, well, I want this car now while I'm still working, but if you are not hundred percent on track for retiring, you should not be buying a brand new luxury vehicle. Um, your kid's dream wedding. Uh, that could cost about $33,000. If you are not on track for retirement, 
give them a third of that and give them that as a down payment for a house as opposed to paying for a wedding. Uh, a statement watch like a Rolex, um, um, Patek Philippe, uh, whatever, whatever those nice watches are, that could uh, cost you about $7,500. Just get a $250 or $500 iPhone watch. Um, designer clothes can cost you, you know, especially really nice suits can be anywhere from $2,000 to $5,000. And then doing those ultimate vacations with the kids and everybody else can run you about twenty. So be careful of those big splurges, uh, vacations, round trip, first class tickets, and really big toys like boats, okay? The best type of boat to have is one that your friend owns. Uh, that way you don't have to pay for insurance, gas, and maintenance and things like that. <laughs> um, good morning to my people in uh, St. Pete and Tampa. We will be down there to be on that boat this summer, won't we? <laughs> All right, so uh, in Illinois, Illinois, uh, January on January 1st, legal pot, legal recreational marijuana went on sale. And in their first day, legal pot sales in the state of Illinois reached $3.2 million. Can I get a hand clap for that? Yes, I am so, so Illinois is the sixth most populous state in the United States of America, and it's surrounded by a bunch of states where marijuana isn't legal. So guess what's going to happen? All those people surrounding um, Illinois are going to be jumping into Illinois to buy weed and then popping back. So uh, congratulations to Illinois for that. They had 77,000 transactions on their first day. That is absolutely amazing. All right. There's a social media app called TikTok. Okay. I've never been on it, but TikTok, uh, I believe is owned by a Chinese company and the United States military has banned all service members from using TikTok. So that should tell you that maybe you yourself shouldn't be using it. Definitely, if you are a family member of, so immediate family member of someone in the military, uh, you need to talk to your kids uh, and you yourself may need to not use TikTok because we have to take care of our servicemen and women that are overseas and we want to make sure that we keep them out of harm's way. So stay off of uh, the app TikTok. Uh, this was something that act actually uh, warmed my heart. The company Segway and my family, we love Segways. I don't know why we don't just buy them, but we love doing Segway tours and we'll do the same tour over and over again because we just like being on the vehicles. It's a safe way for us to be out in the wind uh, and not get hurt. So Segway is coming out with these egg-shaped Segways that look like something futuristic. So if you're in an amusement park, if you want to do tours, you just get to kind of sit down and, 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 uh, and control it by this little joystick thing. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. So Segway has finally come out with uh, another vehicle uh, that I'm looking forward to trying out. And they also came out with some scooters as well um, that are self-driving. You know, self so Segway has done a great job with the vehicles they have. So uh, shouts out to them. So if you like the show Financial Renaissance with the M's and you want to take it with you during the week, you can go ahead and the, the show becomes a podcast. You can go ahead and go on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, subscribe to the show and also give us a five five star rating would be greatly appreciated. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, my market movers and losers and New Year's tax tips for you. And we're back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. It is now time for my market movers and losers. All right. Uh, let's see what was going on. The S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, as well as NASDAQ all finished down. Uh, the 10-year Treasury, 
two-year treasury all finished down. And again, that has to do with what happened with uh, us bombing uh, that guy over in Iraq. Uh, Sneakerhead stocks. Nike finished down um, for the week, but Adidas, Pumas, Under Armour, Skechers, and Foot Locker all finished the week up. Uh, cannabis stocks, blood bath but it's to be expected and then from a gaming stock standpoint microsoft uh ea zynga all of uh zynga finished up microsoft and uh ea finished down activision also finished up and then from a luxury brands we know uh what's happening between tiffany and louis vuitton moet uh they're looking at buying them so we'll see um we'll see what goes on in there but on the, as far as the markets is concerned it is blood in the streets it is all red all right so here's something um, Nike earned, they beat their earnings for fourth, um, fourth quarter last year. Um, because of the trade war, we expected to see a lot of the uh, sneaker companies' stock prices go down. But Nike actually beat their expectations, and the Jordan brand hit $1 billion for the first time ever in a quarter. Can I get that hand clap now? Yes. Yay, Michael Jordan. Yay, Jordans. <laughs> All right, um, let me know when you have that clap and I'll do it, man. All right, so then uh, moving on to Adidas, Beyonce and Adidas uh, have a joint venture and Adidas is gonna start selling, um, starting on January 18th, they're relaunching Ivy Park, uh, the Ivy Park brand. And what's gonna end up happening, it's gonna include uh, shoes, clothing, accessories uh, that are gonna be in the, the theme colors are gonna be maroon, orange, and cream. Not sure how I feel about that, but I think it'll probably look pretty fly with my skin tones, but, but we'll have to see. Um, and remember again that Adidas and Pumas, those two companies were started by two brothers who were feuding against each other. And just a little tidbit, Jay-Z has a stake in Puma, uh, you know, Rihanna's, you know, doing stuff with Puma, blah, blah, blah. That's all because of Jay-Z. So that's a nice, a nice thing with keeping it in the family between Beyonce and Jay-Z with Adidas and Pumas. I think that's kind of cute. Now, if you're looking for seasonal work, Lowe's, that's right, the home improvement company, Lowe's companies said this past Thursday that they're going to hire about 53 thousand employees this spring the springtime is the busiest season of the year for home improvement stores so they're going to be hiring new people for more than 1700 stores across the united states so it's going to be kind of a, a walk-in it's going to be their first walk-in hiring event starting january 8th that's next week at stores where spring typically arrives earlier than other places and then you know that's we're looking at florida southern california hawaii some of arizona utah nevada next Nexus, Texas, Alabama, Alabama, and Georgia. And then the remaining regions, they'll start um, their hiring events on January 15th, February 5th, February 19th, and March 4th. So again, remember, if you're looking at ways of paying down debt, you can get another job, get a part-time job to help you pay down some of that debt that you have or get a part-time job to stack your chips so that when the recession finally does come, you have extra money to take advantage of opportunities. And we're talking about buying properties, apartment buildings, businesses. There are tons, and I'll be talking about that this year. There are tons of baby boomers with businesses that are gonna be retiring this year. You gotta have some capital. You, you may be able to borrow money from banks, but you have to have some capital, your own money. You have to put your skin in the game in order for the banks to feel comfortable comfortable um, about doing something um, with you. Can I get the hand clap for um, Beyonce or for Nike now? 
Thank you. Michael Jordan's company, the Jordan brand, hit $1 billion in for the fourth quarter of 2019, and it is the first time they hit that mark, even with um, all the strife of the uh, the trade war. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the Ms, uh, I am going to give you my New Year tax updates. back with financial renaissance with the m's that's right we are starting the new year off right we're not making any financial resolutions right no no financial resolutions whatsoever all we're doing is auditing what happened in, de- in december we're getting ready for tax season and then come march or april or after you file your taxes after your tax return has been filed then we look at readjusting the budget okay uh you may already know things that you want to uh scale back on but that's something that you're gonna you know talk over with your financial planner and also with your um cpa but speaking of cpas and taxes let's talk about the new 2020 tax updates All right. So if you are a single person, so in the 2017 tax act, uh, they kind of, they didn't really take away item, your ability to itemize. They just made the hurdle a lot higher. So they increased our standard deduction for a single person for 2020. Your new standard deduction hurdle is $12,400. If you are a married filer, married filing joint, your new standard deduction is $20,000. Four thousand eight hundred dollars. So, if you have more than uh, twenty-four, let's just call it twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand dollars in itemized expenses. Once you hit above that amount, then everything else you'll also be able to uh, to deduct. Workplace savings um, have gone up. So, if you're an employee, your contribution limit for four hundred one k's, four hundred three b's, and most four fifty seven plans has now has gone up five hundred dollars, and it is now nineteen thousand. that that you can put away into your retirement account if you are under the age of 50. If you are over the age of 50, uh, you can um, add an additional $6,500, okay? Last year it was $6,000. This year it's now $6,500. So they've added another $500. Unfortunately, uh, lo siento, let me repeat this. Your traditional or Roth IRA, there is not an increase for those for the year of 2020. So those are holding steady at $6,000. And then if you're over 50, you can put in an additional $1,000. That has not changed at all. All right. Now, caveat with that, if you are a high income earner um, making uh, contributions to your Roth IRA, you may not be able to. So for 2020, if you are single and your adjusted gross income exceeds $124,000. And if you're married and your adjusted gross income exceeds $196,000, you will not be able to make a full contribution into a Roth IRA. So this is where you need to speak to your certified financial planner or your CPA or see if you may be able to put money into a Roth 401k that's offered uh, by your job or discuss um, backdoor Roths, Roth 401k strategies with your um, with your um, financial professional team. Now, health savings accounts. HSA, first of all, is not the same thing as uh, flex spending. 
Okay. Flex spending is that account that, you know, you have to use, use it or lose it, and usually have till March or February of the next year. Well, a HSA health savings account is if you have a high deductible health care plan, you can put money into these plans, but you don't have to take the money out. So for the year 2020, uh, as an individual, you can save now $3,550. And if you have a family plan, you can now save uh, $7,000. $1,100 in an HSA. Now, remember, the money that you put in an HSA, if it is sitting there, that money goes in tax-free, okay? If you don't need the money, it's sitting there, it's in cash, you can actually at some point invest it, but you want to talk to a CPA or a financial professional about that before you do it. When you're retired, and even before you retired, if you need to take money out for health care reasons, you pull that money out tax-free. So let's listen to this again. The money goes into an HSA pre-tax and comes out tax-free. So this is one of these things, like you can start pre-funding your, your health care retirement savings by using an HSA. So I think it's one of the, the best things that they invented uh, during, my, during the last 20 years of our lifetime. Um, the IRS also bumped up the amount that you'll be able to put away into uh, flex savings accounts. Um, $50 more. Um, so you went up from $2,700 in 2019, and it is now $2,750. All right, for those of you uh, with estates, and these are for people who have net worths um, that are over $12 million, and this is including um, insurances, because life insurances that you have also gets included into your net worth for estate planning purposes. So before the, uh, the new tax cut, you know, the 2017 tax act, um, if you had over $5.5 million in your estate, um, and it was going to someone else, um, that money would be taxed, right? Anything over that 5.5 million was taxable. Well, for 2020, because of the new tax law, you can now have um, about 11,000, 11.58 million if you're an individual. Um, and if you're a couple, that's double. We're looking at about 22, 23, 24-ish million dollars that you can pass down without having to pay any estate taxes, okay? Um, so with that being said, I want you to think about um, I want you to think about a lot of things, but that tax cut didn't do a whole lot for, for Main Street, but it did a whole lot for the top 1%. They're not going to pay a lot in taxes, and if they're not paying a lot in estate taxes, the government's going to be coming after other people for that money. So keep your eyes and ears open um, for that. And then finally, uh, gift exclusions. Um, you can, um, to get money out of your estate, okay, if you have a big estate and you're trying to get money out of it, you can gift $15,000 a year to each person in your family that you want to gift that money to, okay? And there's a strategy that we can talk about offline if you want to call the office of how you pay for your grandkids' tuition uh, without the money actually touching them, and it's, it's, a, it's a nice strategy that we can look at utilizing. All right, when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, I'm going to tell you if you are 10 years out from retirement, what you need to be doing to be to prepare yourself for retirement. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. I hope you are enjoying this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. The sun is shining, the birds are out, and the, the sun just does something to me. It just makes me smile because uh, it reminds me of the spring and just better weather. 
not a cold natured person. I don't know how I was born in New York. Uh, maybe I've been in the South too long, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you are 10 years away from retirement, uh, here are some of the things that you need to do. Um, one is, you know, just do kind of do a, a quick test. You know, this is you got to look at where the rubber meets the road. You do need to have a financial plan done to make sure that where you are and what you're currently doing is going to lead you to that end result of what you want. There, there, you don't want there to be a disconnect there. So if you're maxing out everything and you're doing everything the way that you're supposed to and you're still not sure, well, how is that going to look when it comes to income and things like that? You do need to get with someone. Um, so you want to do a deeper dive with your even with your earnings. You want to make sure that you're earning enough because you still have 10 years left. You may be able to find a better paying job, right? Um, and you don't want to do anything crazy. If you're, you're 10 years out and you're not on track, don't do anything risky because that could really uh, just really, really derail um, your retirement. Um, and then you want to save the easiest way. Have things happen from direct deposit. Have things come automatically after, out of your paycheck or have things go automatically out of your bank account into a savings to make sure that you are keeping up with it. Um, if you do not have a retirement account, open one and a retirement account is not your savings or your uh, checking account that is not it uh, saving for retirement involves stocks bonds and things that appreciate um, um, appreciate okay meaning they have a rate of return with them so you're looking for something that's going to appreciate by five six seven eight percent on average per year um, you also if you're going to stay in the house that you're in right if the house that you have now is a forever home you can also look at what it will take to pay that mortgage off by the time you're retired i'm telling you that does wonders for people that monthly retirement uh, payment that you're making during retirement can end up being travel money okay imagine imagine your mortgage payment being something that you can use to do whatever you want to do with it so we want to look at um, paying down the mortgage paying down debt with bonuses with extra money things of that nature um, then you want to look at um, you don't want to get a home equity line for anything if at all possible Okay, unless you absolutely positively need it. If you don't need extra cash, don't take it. Don't have money, uh, borrow money just for the sake of borrowing money. Um, and as I said, you want to make sure that your new retirement savings are being put to work in some type of mutual funds and bonds and things like that. Uh, but then you also want to be honest with yourself and have a plan B when it comes to work. You know, you want to ask yourself three questions. You know, do you work in a stable and growing industry? Um, do you work for a stable and growing company? And then is your heart still in it? Are you going to be able to stay where you are right now for the next 10 years? And if that answer is no, you may want to look at, at, at job hopping. You may want to look at going to into another position. Hopefully it has a little bit more money or less stress uh, so that you can survive the next 10 years there. Um, you don't have to stay put if you don't want to, but you also want to look at what's going on uh, with the job market. There are uh, several jobs that we are that people currently have today that will not be here five to 10 years from now. So you have to pay attention to the trends that are happening in your industry, okay? When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, eh, I'm gonna be giving you my mantra and also some more numbers that we need to be paying attention to in this country. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M. Listen, I want you to check out our new podcast, ITL, ITL Live on SSN 
ATL.com. Go ahead and click on that iHeartRadio banner. I will be on the show this week, Wednesday. I want you to tune in and hear some of my other financial tips. That's right. Uh, great show that we had today. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, retirement and the things that you need to do if you're counting down uh, to retirement within the next 10 years, the next five years, uh, even the next year. And if you, I mentioned that there are going to be um, careers that are going to be disappearing over the next five to 10 years, uh, that's going to be drivers like Uber, Lyft, things like that. Farmers, postal workers, there's not really going to be a need for postal workers anymore. Traditional broadcasters, jewelers, uh, people that go out and fish, uh, printers, publishers, cashiers, and the list can go. You can Google it. Make sure that you know if, if the job that you're doing today, if it still has longevity, will it be here two years from now, five years from now, or even 10 years from now? Keep your eye on the pulse of how you're making money. All right. Um, Coming up today, we have a smooth, sensational Sunday immediately after my show. And then at 6 o'clock, uh, you can tune in for the live exchange with uh, Dr. Pamela. And then tomorrow, you can have lunch with Cheryl Underwood right here on Sensation Station Network. She's on between noon and 2 p.m. And then my thoughts for the week, my mantra for the week, I hope I can pronounce this right, is Om Durge Ya. Did I say that right? <laughs> okay. And what that means is it has to do with success. You know, we all want success, but you have to let go. You know, we were all raised that when we were had problems and things like that, you're supposed to let go and let God. Well, that carries through no matter what religion or what you um what you follow. Okay. It is a philosophy. So let success come to you and let go in all areas of your life from control, judgment, and even fear. Letting go releases resistance and allows you to center and balance yourself. Surrender to the divine flow of the universe. Um, where there is an absence of trust is when we put up resistance and we try to um, exert control over people and the things around us. But this state of resistance is generally going to fail us. Even if it, if it appears to succeed, our approach to life becomes rigid and constricted. So trust is an, an expanded state of awareness. So what I want you to do this week is experiment with non-resistance. Think that everyone is doing the very best that they can at their own level of consciousness, try to be judgment free and even give less input. That's right. See if you can handle these things uh, this week and we will see you uh, on Wednesday on the ITL live podcast. And then you can always go to um, uh, YouTube, Emma Knows Money to uh, subscribe and hear uh, the old shows. Today's old show may be there or you can go to Sensation Station Network's page and you can watch the rebroadcast of the show as well. And again, if you have comments, questions, if there's topics, if there's something that you want to learn more about, you know, hey, feel free to hit us up. You can do it in the DM. Uh, you can do it on, on our social media pages. Just let us know some topics and subjects that you want to learn more about. Uh, coming up this month, I will be talking about the other America. MLK Day is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I will be talking about the last speech that Martin Luther King Jr. gave. It was an economic speech and why his wife thinks that that is the reason why he got killed. So we love you on Financial Renaissance with the M's. Thank you for all of your support and we will see you next week si desapareció el día aparecerá creyeron que murió
Benjamin's Asset.